right, to the Dude Maker gaggle line. We're going to try this uh, again. Magdalene Rose, our political affairs correspondent, is here for a regular Thursday uh, chit-chat over the inner workings of the Republican Party and the conservative ranks and election 2024. Uh, so Magdalene um, is, is with us here. Uh, good morning to you, and I hope you can hear me loud and clear. How are you? I can. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, yes. So we are connected on the gaggle, um, uh, which, by the way, is run by an American company. Uh, Zoom is run by the Chicoms. Gaggle is made by the Comrex Corporation explicitly for audio. And uh, so far, you're the second guest. We have Brother Andre and then now you. So it works very, very well. And it's a great way to make a really clean connection. So. Give us your view. How do you, uh, what is your take on the ousting of Kevin McCarthy? Well, I think it's interesting that Matt Gates was able to pull it off. You know, after the midterms, which were such a disaster, I believe we only won the House by nine seats. We didn't win the Senate, didn't do nearly as well as we thought we would in state legislatures or governorships. A lot of Republicans were looking around like, why is Kevin McCarthy speaker? He's barely delivered. It's not a huge victory to win nine seats in a year that favors you. And a lot of Republicans are very suspicious of it. So I actually thought more than I think it's eight people would vote with Matt Gates to get rid of McCarthy because of that fact alone. And it's being exposed that McCarthy had paid quite a bit of money to different candidates in the form of election fundraising for them for their votes. And it really didn't seem to matter in the end because Democrats abandoned him. And I saw AOC, who in the last couple of weeks has emerged as somewhat of an interesting commentator on Republican politics because she sees what's going on. And she was talking about the fact that McCarthy just wouldn't come to the table to even get Democrat support to stay in as Speaker of the House. So I'm not surprised this happened. And on some level, it's not even in, in my mind like a huge problem because we were not accomplished. We were getting these stopgap bills through. We were increasing funding for Ukraine at every turn, except maybe the last stopgap bill, which only would have gone on for 45 days. So what exactly have we lost in this? You know, Kevin McCarthy is not somebody who's had a great election ride recently. Midterms were a disaster, and they're on his shoulders, as they are in Mitch McConnell's. And I think if Mitch McConnell was in better health, we'd be blaming him a lot more. <laughs> well, uh, um, uh, depending on what day you get Mitch McConnell, you're not even really sure that he's actually there. Uh, or he may be there for the beginning, but then he kind of wanders off and you go like, really? Our political class is now dying, l literally, Magdalene, dying in office, as yeah. is evidenced by the death of Diane Feinbang last week in the Senate. Um, all right. So I, uh, I, I, I concur about, you know, all these people that are that are wringing their hands into their weak tea about the loss of McCarthy and leadership and all that leadership on what all he was doing was making deals with Democrats. Right. That's true. There was no leadership. And a lot of the concerns, I mean, you remember that 15, I think it was 15 rounds to get him elected speaker. They were because people were angry about the midterms. I think there's this, this misconception that Gates has suddenly created all this upsetment towards McCarthy within the GOP um, Congress group. It's, that's not what happened. McCarthy failed on midterms and really took no accountability. Like if you notice the day, day after he went out, it was like, well, we still got the house. We delivered to the American people. You lost everything else, including it easy to win Senate races and congressional races. I'm in Pennsylvania. I can tell you what happened here in Pennsylvania running Dr. Oz. It was a disaster. 
McCarthy took no accountability. Mitch McConnell took no accountability. So I think that there was a lot of hatred towards McCarthy and maybe even apathy on his supporter side. Maybe they voted to keep him, but they were not out there pounding the door to get support for him. Well, it only took a day for the shine to, to wear off of the uh, uh, the supposed embarrassment for my congressman, Steve Scalise, to go like, all right, I'm in. And then yeah. I was surprised that the former NCAA uh, 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 national champion in a 118-pound weight class, Jim Jordan, you got to love that guy, mm -hmm. that Jim Jordan mm -hmm. then goes, all right, I'm in. Um, I think Steve, because of his experience, is a far more, uh, is a far, uh, has a better shot of organizing and maybe getting things done, even though he falls on the wrong side of a lot of things, including Ukraine. Um, uh, but Jordan certainly has the power of the passion. So, um, and who is the other candidate? It's Jordan. Uh, it's Jordan. It's Scalise. Um, they were talking about, who's the guy from Texas? Is it Perry? Uh, yeah, and they were also trying to float Byron um, from Florida for Byron. a while there. They're putting all those forward. And, of course, there's also, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
the Republican Study Conference, which is still the RSC, which is still a, a deal. Now, that's not eight members. The RSC is like 110. The mm -hmm. RSC was demanding an up or down vote or at least an effort on a balanced budget amendment and on holding the line on no new deficit spending. And McCarthy refused. He absolutely he, he lied to Nancy Mace and told her that they were going to get the vote, that he was going to bring the bill to the floor. And he didn't. And she said that's why she bailed on him. But listen to this. This is all about fiscal responsibility. Now, you can say what you want about whether or not they have a snowball a snowball's chance of actually getting this done. I'm just going to clap for the effort because I've been watching this crap for 32 years now. And the last time anyone actually attempted in, to do it uh, was Newt Gingrich. And he actually did it mm -hmm. just like this because he went and told Clinton, you're not getting anything. I will withhold everything from you. You're going to sign a balanced budget. You're going to sign the end of welfare as we know it. And Clinton ultimately did because Newt outmaneuvered him. And that's what you need here. But listen to this, Magdalene. Here, here, this is from, now look, no endorsement of the war room here. This is from the war room yesterday. You're up. Why so many people characterize our movement as, uh, and by the way, people including the New York Times reporter you have sitting in the corner in the war room right now, when they write about me, they say things like, Kaboom. they say things like hardliner. The hardliners. Ultra mega. Oh, ultra yeah, mega. yeah. The the the, the far, far right. right. Far right. And I'm thinking, okay, look at well, look at who. You, look at. Let's talk about this for a moment. <laughs> okay, Nancy is not a hard right. Um, uh, uh, in, you know, in There's a joke in there. I'm not going to crack it. Nancy is a fiscal hawk. She's been a fiscal yeah. hawk the whole time. And to get her to vote for the Limit Save Grow bill, it was an open secret in this town that Kevin had to agree to bring her bill up for a balanced budget amendment. And was, what, was that the deal? Yeah, I mean, well, balanced. Well, he promised the deal to Matt Gates, and then he promised it to right. me. Right. Just, just the same for promise to remember, that was the first deal that we were not happy with the audience, on it, but we we went along. That had the one one year, right. one point five trillion dollar deficit. We hated it, but said, "Hey, in the I spirit, of, in the spirit of of getting forward, uh, we're okay." Yeah, I didn't vote for it, but Shut I can up, understand Bannon. that Nancy leveraged her vote to get something that is really important to the American people up for consideration, and I was heartened by that because Kevin had promised. Uh, the 20, the same thing. So I thought, well, this is great. Well, I didn't go for the debt ceiling bill. I mean, that, I've negotiated another vote. Like, I yeah. warned everybody about the debt ceiling bill. I warned everyone that Congress was not going to do what they promised they were going to do. And it, and it laid out exactly the way I said it was going. This was predictable. And it was a principle. When they came back with the two-year deal, when he came back with the two-year deal, you're saying that the overall vote for the debt ceiling. Yeah, not the first I mean, it time. was, it was. That's the original. It was, so like, yeah. what, what's hard right about saying we should follow the law? Like the law requires these single subject spending bills and a budget to be passed. What's hard right about saying you, when you say 72 hours to read the bill, you don't get to waive that to pass a continuing resolution. What, what's hard right about saying something that spends more than $100 million should not go on the suspension agenda where it is not subject to amendment? The things I am fighting for are good government. and Reasonable things. Yeah. I mean, I'm a okay. All right, Magdalene. There, nothing seems hard right, wacko, mm -hmm. out in left field about any of that. All I heard was simple yeah. boilerplate, mom and pop, kitchen table issues. Everyone can understand. Gets does not seem like a radical nutcase to me. No, he's not. And what happened here is McCarthy has been hiding 
in a large part from the American people how bad the financial situation of this country is. He's been purposefully not putting it in ads. He's been purposefully not fundraising off of the dire financial situation we have in this country. And as of Sunday, that pause on people having to pay student loans because of COVID, it went away. So it's about to get even worse. And I think Matt Gates and Nancy Mace, they, are, they know he's been hiding it. They know that he is not talking about the debt. He's not talking about spending. He's not talking about the fact that we have had our credit rating downgraded. So there is this really big problem coming our way. And I think a financial collapse could be coming our way in the next couple of years. And nothing's being done about it. So that's how Matt Gates was able to get someone like Nancy Mace to get rid of Speaker McCarthy. McCarthy could not just continue this thing where everything's fine and I won by a great margin in the House because it's just lies. And I think the more Republicans that realize what happened happened because of the financial situation, because even the most Trump-hating Republicans, they're financial Republicans. They're not communists when it comes to money. So the more people that realize what happened here, the more that Matt Gates is going to look like the reasonable party. And I think that can help him become more of a kingmaker, right? now within Republican politics. Okay, I want to just uh, switch gears for just a, a brief second here, because I mentioned this. Uh, the Republican Study Committee, the Conservative Conscience of Congress, um, uh, has uh, served, um, uh, was founded in 1973, which obviously that's not a good thing to say, because, okay, what, what have you guys done since 1973? This is interesting, though. Do you know why they were founded in 1973? Because these were members of the House of Representatives when they were in the 44-year journey through the wilderness, when they never had a majority for 44 years, they were in the they were in the minority when the Budget Reconciliation Act, the BRA of 1973, was passed. This is what made possible this omnibus crap that they've been doing ever since. And then this was with this this scam that they call baseline budgeting. Now, look, folks, I don't want to bore you with the details of all this. I'm only telling you this as a historical backdrop, that there is a caucus inside of the Congress that if you get there, if you're elected, you can choose which, which group you're going to caucus with. I'll give you an example. Marsha Blackburn was in the uh, RSC. Josh Hawley was in the RSC. Uh, my former governor, Bobby Jindal, was in the RSC. These are the people that you would say uh, are, by and large, what you would call, you know, your run-of-the-mill average conservatives. We can argue about whether or not they actually are, especially when it comes to fiscal matters, but that's who you're dealing with here. It would seem to me that that's the place where, the, 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 that's the cell, not just the 8 or the 20, that that would be the cell the cell with the C-E-L-L, that ultimately, if something were to happen in the House of Representatives, it would come from them. What say you? I think that's true. And that really speaks to the fact that there are a lot of people in Congress mm -hmm. on the Republican side who are willing to go to war for financial issues. They are willing to hold bills hostage. They are willing to have those tough conversations. And that is something that those Republicans, like the country club Republicans, who never talk about anything of substance, they're uncomfortable with. But when America's in this kind of financial shape, you cannot simply say, we'll talk about it next election cycle, or we're only going to talk about social issues. Yes, those are important. But we are in a financial crisis right now. And inflation, and this is one of the things that I hate the most about the Biden administration, they tell us inflation is down. They tell us everything's okay. And then I go to the grocery store, and the soup is like $9. So they're <laughs> lying about it. They're just lying. And Republicans have the ability 
to bring this up. And that's what they're going to do. And I think you're right. There's a lot of people in both chambers who are willing to push forward on it. Well, I, I, I would also think that if you get news like this and you get it out uh, to your average uh, member of the uh, or uh, average person out there, that they might have a little bit of care about this. Here, I'll share a headline with you. This is from the Kobiesi letter. Uh, on Twitter, just in the United States added another. Wait, you, you, you wait, uh, folks. If you're driving, you need to pull over because you're going to wreck. If you're standing, you need to sit down. Yesterday, the United States sold this much in debt: thirty-three billion dollars in one day. That brings the two-day total to three hundred and eight billion dollars since u.s debt has crossed 32 trillion just 15 days ago the united states has added another 500 billion dollars in debt this is why your usual suspects on all your usual media outlets are losing their poop over the ouster of mccarthy because mccarthy was not going and his ilk and they are and most of them are of his ilk were not they were just going to let the whole damn house burn down they weren't going to do anything about it yeah. Um, so again, I say that the Patriot Eight, uh, that's what I'm calling them, the Patriot Eight, and I don't really like Nancy Mace. And I met her before she was a member of the Congress when Ron Paul and Rand Paul were encouraging her to run. Um, that the uh, that the Patriot Eight have maybe made just a little bit of a stand going like, guys, we have to do this. This is what leadership is, doing things that people don't really want us to do, are difficult to do, and don't make you very popular. I think it's true. And we are standing on the precipice of financial ruin. And it's interesting because even Democrats like on CNN are acknowledging it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's all terrible. We're in really bad situations. Everything's terrible. And yet you go to the GOP news areas and they're like, well, Matt Gates is just a troublemaker. So in some ways, through some strange meandering, we are getting more honesty from people like AOC when it comes to spending than we are from Republicans. Because Democrats have always had the position of, yeah, we're just going to spend all your money, and it's fine because we are the good people. But Republicans now have nothing to combat that with. The reality is we could trim massive spending spending from America if we cut down social welfare programs, if we got the border under control, if we address the fentanyl crisis. It can be done. There is a pathway to do it. Yeah, you can't knock off $10 trillion in one moment, but you can cut it down so that we're not adding more to it and work backwards from there. Certain Republicans, like those eight, know that. And I think McCarthy was afraid of them. And I think that's why he gave them so many concessions. Remember, he allowed the motion to vacate to stay in the rules. He allowed this. He was afraid of those Republicans. And now we see for good reason. Yeah, Magdalene Rose, our political affairs correspondent on our uh, Gaggle Maker hotline here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio, the way it should be here on a Thursday. All right, how does, all right, right, let's, let's move on. How does this play out in campaigns? Mm hmm. I think when it comes to campaigns, a lot of these people are not going to want to talk about like Ron DeSantis. He's not saying a lot about it. Trump is sort of praising. I think Trump is praising the potential of him being speaker, but not necessarily what was done. So Trump is looking for some some way to benefit from this. And it's also interesting because Matt Gates is Trump's guy through and through. Sure is. Matt Gates has turned against DeSantis, even though they were very close in Florida, worked very hard to win those governorships and congressional seats and Senate seats in Florida and past election cycles. So I have a hard time believing that Matt Gates did all of this without Trump's blessing, at least Trump's approval. I don't believe it. I think Trump's involved in it for whatever reason. 
And I know that's Trump's business, but I'm not believing the whole, I didn't know it was happening or Matt Gates went rogue kind of thing. So I think for Trump, it matters. But in general, for these other Republicans, unless you're talking like Nikki Haley about fiscal issues, it's not really going to matter. In some ways, this is kind of like a clicky Republican issue. Yes, it's important because it's the Speaker of the House, but this is infighting. And I don't think a lot of Republicans are going to mention it, especially as we gear up for early primary states. Okay, so uh, how does this uh, uh, how does this campaign out? For uh, current members of the House of Representatives, we've already heard the usual suspects uh, out there going, they're going to lose the House now. This is disarray. This. Newt Gingrich even said that the aid ought to be primaried and they should be driven yeah. from public life for the rest of their lives. Uh, so the betrayal of K Street Conservatism, Inc., obviously this hurts them. And they're, and they're obviously, oh, yeah. uh, McCarthy must have been their boy. Um, uh, yeah. uh, and I, I, I say that with lots of uh, t- uh, lots of my tongue firmly implanted <laughs> in my cheek. That McCarthy must have been their boy, but you still have the, uh, the 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 fact that there was supposed to be a landslide in 2022. There wasn't. It was right. a, it was supposed to be a, a tsunami. It was a trickle. Um, and again, no one has taken responsibility for this. Now, I still believe that many of the districts, especially in California, where you can do ballot harvesting. That these are not winnable until the laws are changed. Those are just locks. The Democrats are going to own them until either California is kicked out of the union or some sanity returns and they repeal the ballot harvesting laws. So I do think that some of those seats are just not, you can't, that they're not going to, that they can't be won. Um, but for Republicans who are going to, who are going to go out and, and, and campaign on this or are going to have to go mm-hmm. out and campaign, what do they say about this? Do they say that, look, right, you need to reelect me because I was a McCarthy $33 trillion debt guy. I mean, I don't understand the people that are saying that this doesn't play out well in campaigns. For who? I, I don't either. And Democrats voted alongside with Republicans to do it. So Democrats aren't going to hammer Republicans on doing it. Like, there's not going to be a situation in these close districts where Democrats are like, how dare you voted to Alice McCarthy when every democrat in congress did so i don't understand how it's going to become a big issue in campaigns to begin with when the other side did what supported it you'd have to have democrats in opposition for it for it to even be a point of discussion maybe it's a big issue when you get to primaries but you know you mentioned california and that's true but still kevin mccarthy never even said what you said he never even said they're unwinnable he never even said we're going to change the laws in them he didn't acknowledge it. So it's not even that I think a lot of people blame him for not winning. They blame him for just not acknowledging things and just pretending as if everything was fine. So maybe in primaries it matters, but Matt Gates isn't going to get primaried by somebody who's pro-McCarthy. It's not going to get... Like, these seats are very deep red. Uh, so I don't think these people... And maybe Nancy Mace, but no one else. He's not going to get primaried either because the MAGAs aren't going to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, you, uh, I know you have to go to class, so... Uh, uh, okay, final question. Hakeem Jeffries is the new face of supposed leadership in the House of Representatives. Look, this guy walking and chewing gum at the same time are not his fortes. Would Nancy Nazi Pelosi have gone along with what just Okay, Jeffries made the call and got his caucus to say yes. Had Nancy retained the majority leadership or the minority leadership uh, in the House... Would Nancy have gone along with this? What say you? I don't know. I don't think so. Because Nancy Pelosi likes things to run. Also, McCarthy's very easy to manipulate. So I don't think so, solely because 
Democrats often get what they want from McCarthy. He may go on TV and trash them. But as AOC, who ironically has become the truth teller of the Republican Party, (laughs) has said, McCarthy gives them what they want. McCarthy makes concessions. Maybe not in everything, but when it comes to staying in power, McCarthy did that. Nancy Pelosi could have kept her people in check. But Hakeem Jeffries is somebody who in some ways is very new to the whole leadership of politics. He may have gotten played, but either way, Democrats are still in a good spot like they were three days ago. All right, Magdalene Rose, uh, looking forward to some new Rose reports. And now that, uh, uh, quickly, now that you're in western Pennsylvania, how do you see, uh, you know, that's a place that also was ripe for pickups, and it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. And that's no. not just red. You know, in, that, in that area of Pennsylvania, that's farmers and stuff. That's crimson yeah. red. And they mm-hmm. didn't win a couple of seats there. How do you see what's happening in Pennsylvania now that you're there? Oh, it's just because of Republican mismanagement. I mean, I got to tell you, nobody in this in this area was going to vote for Dr. Oz. They didn't vote for Fetterman. They weren't going to vote for Dr. Oz or any people he was affiliated with. Losing Pennsylvania honestly comes down to one thing, and that's poor candidate selection. And that's really all it was. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, God bless. Have a uh, safe and uh, blessed remainder of the day. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Uh, blessed remainder of the day. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much.